Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Nayak's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Good evening and welcome to Fridays Live with me Raj Nayak. Today I have with me a very how do I define him a very multi-talented personality. He's a journalist, he's an author, he's a scriptwriter, he's a lyricist. He's even hosted television shows. But above all, he's a master storyteller. वो कहानियाँ सुनाते हैं. So today, हम उनकी कहानी सुनेंगे. So I have with me the one and only Nilesh Misra. Nilesh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Such a pleasure. You know, I have been uh, in my own little way following your journey, seeing the things you have done, and I'm fascinated by the different things that you dabbled in and you still continue to do. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of people don't know, you know, I, I've, I kept speaking to a few people generally when we were discussing you, each one thinks you only do this or you only do this. But the amount of things you're doing is, is, is unbelievable. Like, first of all, I don't know where you get, where you get the passion and the energy from and how you manage, how do you juggle so many balls? And that's something that I'm going to ask you. Uh, but I want to start. I want to start from the beginning. You know, जैसे मैंने कहा हम आपकी कहानी सुनना चाहते हैं. And uh, in a typical the way you tell your stories, I want to listen to your story. <laughs> so I just want to know your beginning, if you can. Um, I was uh, born in Lucknow, where I am right now. Um, I have a twin brother, and I'm 18 minutes older. Uh, his name is uh, Shalish. Um, I grew up uh, in uh, Riva in Madhya Pradesh, and my earliest memory is being at the uh, Sainik School in Riva. And I used to sit by the window in my class, and there was a fighter jet kept in the school playground. I think that's one of my earliest, very vivid memories uh, that I have. And uh, my father has been a geologist throughout his career, so uh, we used to. Go to um, a lot of tribal areas uh, to um, for his field work. Uh, we stayed in tents. I went along with him. Uh, I learned uh, learned the language of uh, people from different tribes, their music, etc. It was a, a beautiful growing up. And then uh, he moved to Nairobi, uh, where uh, where I was a you know my growing up years. I became a classic small town guy. Um, And I, uh, I was there until class ten in Saint Joseph's uh, uh, College. Um, Nainital was an amazing experience because it, the joys of being in a small town, and I'm sure you relate to some of those. There was uh, somewhere, of course, the obvious joys, but to me there were some invisible ones, like the sanctity of touch. Um, if you held someone's hand in nanital it meant something or if your fingers accidentally touched someone's fingers i wrote in one of my stories ke chai ka pyala dete waqt jab uski ungliyan chhu jati thi to mahina bhar sapne aate the 
बट देन आई केम टू लखनऊ रोमांस भी कुछ और ही होते थे बिल्कुल बिल्कुल और मैं नैनीताल लेक आई शू वॉक अप एंड डाउन एवरी डे द लाइब्रेरीज एट द सेंटर सो दोन बेंचेज मूंगफली खाते हुए एंड आई स्टार्टेड writing uh, for uh, the pioneer and swatantra bharat which were very big at that time as a freelancer and i used to earn my pocket money by writing uh, full page sunday magazine like front page articles and i bought a two in one which was very snazzy at the time uh, because you put switched uh, one and then it played the whole cassette and then that stopped and the other uh, cassette started so uh, it played an entire hour and i would put on ghazals and So switch off the lights and uh, is that where your whole thing about audio and radio and all came through? Is yes, that- absolutely. I I think Nainital had a amazing effect on me because it it taught me uh, uh, the simplicity of relationships, uh, uh, the unhurried nature of life. Uh, um, made great friends, but. and and then when i went to delhi as i was saying i was suddenly in crowded buses where everybody was invading on your space so the sanctity of touch which was something for me i mean it it meant something for me uh, at that at that time where uh, i think it uh, destroyed that whole uh... yeah i was just i was suddenly a nobody in nainital i was a somebody i mean i was carrying my sense of space with me Uh, i don't know I'm, i've never uh, analyzed it this way like i'm doing now but uh, but yeah so and and then the journeys that followed i um, uh, i prepared for a year for the ias exam and i whenever i speak to students i tell them about my failures uh, i wrote a year and i didn't get through in the ias exam and then i uh, uh, studied uh, a bit for jnu's international studies uh, uh, exam and i didn't get through and thank god uh if i, I mean I, i i thank my stars that i didn't clear any of those tests although at that point it seemed like the end of the world um, no i do the same when i started my career uh, you know there are three or four jobs that i actually went for and right. i didn't get those jobs right and i was like oh my god thank if i had got those job my trajectory would have been something completely different Absolutely. you know so, so sometimes yes so um yeah and then uh, i was uh, uh, i didn't i never wanted to be a journalist because i didn't think much of journalists i once uh, infamously described them to a friend as uh, glorified stenographers and uh, i said why are they just writing what someone else is dictating and then uh, as destiny would have it i became a journalist so it was god's way of telling me that can you know, i Uh, just pause you here for a moment yes which year was this uh 1995 i uh wa- cleared uh, uh, i was at the indian institute of mass communication iimc no the reason i'm asking is if you had made the same comments today it would have had a different significance you know <laughs> so, so you know so but i'm saying in 1995 for you to say it is a you know So yeah it was maybe not so obvious then no no because i didn't know i mean i was in nainital i was 
the morning's Hindustan Times reached me at 3 p.m. So I, I'm in that time zone, right? When I when my father used to tell me that IS ka exams are dekhlo, I didn't even know what what happened when you clear what is IS. I mean, what what happens? What is the, is it? Is this the job? Okay, no, no, you cleared this to be eligible for many jobs. Uh, there were uh, kids who were clearing SAT exams and uh, TOEFL and all that, and that seemed so far away because I was in this small cocoon. Um, unclear about my career. I had I wanted to be about eight or ten things at the time, and I'm blessed that I did become most of those. I wanted to set up a band. I wanted to uh, write books. I wanted to um, write songs. I wanted to um, publish a magazine or newspaper and ad advertising or you know some kind of media space. So there were these. Uh, fancy dreams which were very out of place for my classroom, for my circle. I was like this odd guy. So tell me, journalism, where you worked where? Where did you work the Hindustan Times? Or, uh, or no, my first uh, job was with India Abroad, uh, which was uh, this, yeah. Yeah, for expatriates. And so what happened was that I was at IMC and uh, uh, when my professors I mean, the professor was uh, asking everybody where they wanted to intern. I said, please don't uh, do it for me. I'll find my own internship, which she found, you know, very, very subversive at the time. Uh, I had been writing. Uh, so first was the Swatantra Bharat and Pioneer. So I had a bunch of clippings. And then when I was in uh, Delhi studying for the IAS, I was writing in mainstream and a couple of other. So. I had decent, uh, you know, like a decent body of work to show to get a journalism job. So I called up um, uh, the Reuters uh, office, and the Reuters bureau chief then was a burly seven-foot Irish guy called Paul Idale, whose accent I just did not understand. I was new from Nanital, new to this world, this big city. So when I called him, I said, "I'm so and so." He gave me a time to meet him, but I misread that time and uh, so I went and he was upset because I hadn't appeared at that time he had given me and I apologized and then he said okay you can start from the uh, 31st of March now my final exam uh, at IMC was on the 31st of March but when I came because there was this unsettling disc uh, uh, you know thing I couldn't go back to him and say hey you know can you can I start? Like, I don't want to take that risk again with the sun. But my, so I, I thought in my head, why did I study this entire year at IMC to do actual journalism, which I'm getting to do at Reuters, the best possible place, better than all my, uh, all the other internships. So I was the only student who did not write the final exam and hence did not get the IMC degree which everybody in my class said, like, you're nuts. But what were you doing for the year? You gave such a tough exam, such a tough competitive exam. I said, So I think, and then some years passed, and then later, they, one day I got a call when I was at India abroad, and they said, we want to give you your degree. So I said, I got to write an exam. So no, just give us some clippings or whatever. So I did get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had, I think 
going against the stream um, has happened at every stage of my life. Not because of any activist subversive zeal, but I think because of a graceful and humble confidence. I think I, uh, I have that, that um, to do things a certain way um, and not knowing how to do things has been my biggest strength. Not knowing how to do radio, not knowing how to start. Even in journalism, you excel because uh, you won the Ramnath Goenka Award. You won the KC Kulshi Award. Yes. I think for the uh, one was for uh, the uh, your coverage on the insurgency. What was it? Uh, yeah, the Ramnath Goenka Award. Uh, I actually uh, uh, was. Uh, I won twice. Uh, the first was for a series we did at Hindustan Times called India Besieged. And uh, the second time, uh, even more proud by, because it was the first year after which I had set up Gaon Connection. So when I went back to the same venue, it was like Sudama had come to the palace of Krishna. And, um, uh, you know, we were, because when I left journalism, I was the deputy executive editor of Hindustan Times. And a lot of people, again, it was, it was similar to the moment of not writing the IMC exam. Everybody, they said, like, you're nuts. You, you're leaving this like for what? So I took a sabbatical and then quit. And I went to Bombay and Bombay happened. And then uh, in the same year, 2012, at two ends of that year, uh, radio happened and Gao Connection happened. And at one point I told myself, it's a sham that I'm running Gao Connection out of Bombay. So tell me, uh, tell me a little more about Gao Connection when you started it. Gao Connection, uh, so... Uh, I have done a lot of reporting for the large part of my career. Extensive rural reporting. And wherever I went, I used to ask myself, why does rural India not have a voice in the media? Now, these things were well beyond me. I mean, I, I, I'm a teacher's son. I'm, I, I, you know, uh, I was a salaried employee. I don't know how to do business. I don't know how these things are done. So, no, so when you quit, when you quit your job at Hindustan Times, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, and you moved to Bombay. Yeah. You, you moved to Bombay with the intent of what? To set up Gaon Connection? To no, no. Another company or I moved, uh, because I was writing uh, Bollywood lyrics since 2001. My first film was Jism. My first song was Jadu Hai Nasha Hai. And... Uh, uh, you know, all these years I've been writing and often, I mean, one trajectory of my life could have been that I wrote Jism, which was the biggest song of the year and moved to Bombay because I used to get calls saying, Hey, are you the same Nilesh Misra who wrote Kya Mujhe Pyaar Hai or whatever, but I didn't. So I flirted with Bollywood for about seven to eight years. And what, how many songs have you written? Quite a I've, lot. I've uh, written film uh, about songs in about 35 films. 35. Uh, yeah. And, um, so, uh, but I mean, because credits are not often given on radio and I mean, it's... no, no, but I saw one, I, I saw a video that uh, went yes, uh, yes, that was there on uh, Twitter yesterday, where yeah, I, 15 yeah. of you have come together saying credit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, I think it's uh, high time that, you know, yeah. uh, lyricists get their credit, but I'm coming back. And the reason I'm, I'm compartmentalizing it is I want to track your journey because right. your, your journey has been gone parallel in many ways. It's, you know, you've been script writing, lyricist, yes. journalism. It's not, it's not linear. So I just want to. So yeah. tell me first about Gaon Connection, then we'll come to your other. Right. So I, I, I was in Bombay and uh, I was missing journalism. 
but I had started writing. Uh, I mean, I was doing work with uh, assignments with Yashraj, and then radio had uh, just started. Radio happened by sheer accident uh, because uh, uh, I had done an album with Saregama, and Atul Churamani, our friend, was instrumental in uh, you know, helping us do it. And then, but uh, there was no uh, marketing budget. So I went to uh, Big FM and uh, Mr. Amit Khanna, uh, he sort of helped me. And then when I went there, uh, they said, well, would you do a radio show? Tarun Katyal said, would you do a radio show? And I said, that, that, was, that was the Adunka Idiot Box? That was the Adunka Idiot Box. So all this was happening. Uh, and this was a new and very exciting phase of my life because as a journalist in Hindustan Times and a print journalist, may I add, I, I'm an old fashioned journalist. So it was never about name or fame, it was okay, the byline. So this was new. Uh, suddenly fans were writing in, suddenly people from different parts of the country, but I was missing journalism. Uh, so uh, I, on my, one of my visits to Lucknow, I, uh, a very close friend of mine, Karan Dalal, we, we said, hey, let's start something. And he, of course, later went off to, uh, to New York, uh, but uh, that set off the... Thing where I said, okay, what do I do? Uh, do we do a photocopied newspaper? I mean, it was that primal. Uh, looking back, I was the Farhan Akhtar who had no Ritesh Sadhwani. Nobody to, you know, look at it in a business sense. And that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, nobody to tell me that, hey, you're doing these mistakes. Uh, but so I started a newspaper in 2012, December. Uh, now, I had thought that we will start it and then um, in six months, the Unilevers and the, uh, you know, FMCG giants of the world would be lining up at our doors. But none of that happened because rural readership was not measured. IRS did not measure rural readership. So you could be doing whatever amazing work you're doing out there, but nobody gave a damn. When you went to the Western building in, in Goregao and when you went to Group M, well, they had no clue. <laughs> uh, so, so that was a struggle. And then you, uh, but the, I think a good tangential effect was that I became a very expensive storyteller because when somebody came to work with me as a storyteller, my price was what Gaon Connection needed to survive. And because I was a bad businessman, it was needing a lot of money. It was, you know, so, so suddenly I was on one side becoming a very expensive storyteller. On the other side, Gaon Connection was struggling, doing, you know, good. We, we won, started winning journalism awards and all of that. But okay, distribution, how do you do that? I mean, how do you, as you scale, keep the integrity alive, all of that. And then we joined the digital uh, bandwagon pretty late. But now we are... Uh, and then we became video first. So today, I mean, uh, we are uh, India's biggest rural media platform. Uh, we are uh, we have just set up an insights company, which is the pivoting of our company, which is very very exciting. There is no platform in India to tell governments, policymakers, brands what rural India wants and what it doesn't want regularly. So as we speak, we've just completed our first survey. It's called the Rural Report. It will be a regular report every three months and then an annual report called State of Rural India, which is about the impact of COVID on rural India. It was done in 23 
states, 179 districts with more than 25,000 respondents. CSDS in Delhi is, uh, you know, designed it. So now I think we are getting to do what I created Ground Connection for, which was to become a mirror of rural India, a very honest mirror to tell urban India that, hey, rural India is not just a stereotype. It's not just a place where between floods and, uh, you know, uh, bad things and, and some awful uh, news and some harvest, nothing else happens. It's not that. So that's been, it's been a very satisfying journey. Gaur Connection became profitable last year. Uh, of course, so who is the part, audience? Who are the people who subscribe to Gaur Connection? The audience is uh, uh, pretty big. Uh, it is on the one side, uh, any rural Indian. Um, but to me, it is the rural minded Indian. And that is, I mean, apart from the 67% people who live in uh, rural India, uh, out of the remaining 33%, uh, uh, at least half of them have relationships in land, in memories of nostalgia about empathy for, for rural India. I'm talking about some 80 to 90% of, of the country. I'm talking about expatriates who, so, I mean, the other day I was doing uh, uh, some meeting with somebody in the US and they said, well, we did Gaon Connection a lot because whenever we want to get a sense of you know what's happened. So in that sense, and what's the revenue model? Uh, it's fairly unique uh, because we are not, we don't uh, have an investor. We were, I'm slightly careful about taking an investor who might want us to give up on our integrity. We don't do paid news very strictly. So we uh, do a lot of video and audio content with a lot of partners. Uh, so for example, a UNICEF or uh, even a brand, an FMCG brand, but the filter is the only prism is, would I do this anyway? So for example, if I'm doing, if I'm doing a series around uh, women role models uh, for an FMCG company, would I do it anyway? Of course I would. Thank God somebody's paying me to do it. And uh, so these kind of projects, which have this, uh, uh, which are ring fenced uh, in terms of our editorial uh, integrity, they fund our journalism and keep it completely independent uh, because we barely have any advertising, not because we don't want it, but uh, we don't have a great sales team. We don't have a sales team. I'm the salesman of the year at Ground Connection. Okay. So, um, quick, quick question. I mean, yeah. because I, have, I want to cover lots of things with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, quick question. So, what is your view as a journalist? And now that you're doing India's largest rural newspaper, where do you think there is, there is a lack of mainstream newspapers not covering local news? Forget local news. The, Behind, they don't even reach northeast and they don't even go south. It's as bad as that, right? So, so what is your view on journalism today? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> well, uh, so, so Gaon Connection, uh, by the way, is now, we don't have a print uh, edition now because India changed in the last eight years. And then with digital and all that. My view is that... Uh, because, you know, I, the reason I ask you is you started by saying I didn't want to join journalism because I always felt they were stenographers. That's what that's what you said. So I just want to know your view on journalism today. Yeah, but I started Down Connection because I love journalism. And I, I think people like me who believe in old fashioned journalism, 
who believe in the journalism of footwork uh, are very few now. Uh, and not, I don't say this as some kind of praise because there are lots of them, but uh, the larger milieu is not amenable to the kind of journalism that people of my generation uh, want to do. We get a lot of uh, interest from people who, uh, you know, who, who want to do our kind of journalism. Now, what is happening today is one is, of course, that the TV world, and that's completely gone to the dogs. Uh, TV journalism and a lot of heads of channels, senior executives are I friends. I ask this question. Uh, because since you are, you have insights from rural India, because that's where you're doing a lot of work. Right. So when they see what's happening on TV today, what is the what is the general perception? What's the general view of the masses? I see them getting hugely influenced by it, by it, and that's what scares me. That if you don't do good, if you're doing bad journalism, it's making you know, bad people. That's the that's the power of journalism because the scale at a time when you have news channels at least claiming more viewership than GEC. I could maybe okay, it was a stretch, whatever a week, two weeks, whatever. But I'm saying at, at a time when uh, when the impact of the news channels is so humongous. The responsibility is so much higher. I mean, at Gao Connection, such a tiny organization compared to all of them, I tell people that, okay, in the first two years, you guys could make mistakes, but now the spotlight on you is so much higher and people point out. So one is the, the TV world. And I, I, I don't see things changing there at all. Their business models are all warped. And I think it all comes down to, 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 to that. But even in, in the digital world, I mean, the digital news platforms started out some well-known, some not so well-known, but they have wonky business models. They didn't, didn't think those through. Uh, you cannot have uh, uh, models that have no monetization plans that have that are only uh, dependent on either initial investor funding and then some grants, etc. I mean, it's a guaranteed slow death. So I, we committed a lot of mistakes, but today we have a lot of confidence that we are perhaps the only news platform of its kind that has turned profitable on its own with no investor money. And we are constantly reinventing. The insights piece is, is, is going to be like just amazing. It's going to give us fascinating reach. It's, it's, it's going to change the game, the narrative. So okay, I'm I'm just uh, yeah yeah moving a little uh, yeah. uh, because I would I would love to see the report when it comes out yeah, yeah absolutely I would yeah. love to see and I'm sure and more. I and I think there is a need for that there is a need there is a need gap and uh, I'm sure I mean if it's uh, insightful I'm sure a lot of people will want to subscribe to it corporations government bodies and everything mm -hmm. uh, but due to lack of time I'm just trying to oh, sure. rush you because. You know, you're, like I said, your career is not linear. There's so many things I have to cover. Uh, and I don't want to lose this opportunity of, you know, having got you here. Uh, you've written a few books, right? I mean, uh, you authored a few books. Uh, would you like to talk about them? Uh, the first uh, 
book I did was uh, on the Indian Airlines hijacking IC814. It's called uh, 173 Hours in Captivity. And uh, HarperCollins had published that book in uh, 2000, right after the hijacking. Uh, my second was on the Royal Family Massacre of Nepal. Uh, that was done by Penguin. It's called uh, um, End of the Line. The, both of these were extremely tough books to do. Uh, the IC814 story, because uh, there was a lot out there. Um, and this is before uh, social media, etc., etc. So there was uh, uh, a lot out there, but but still, the challenge was to what what is it that's new that you're telling? So I've now given the rights of that for uh, a web series. I was just going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second one, uh, which any of your friends can talk to me for rights for web series is on the Royal Fan Nepal massacre. Fascinating story. Why? Because I mean, I had landed in Nepal. Um, I remember that night. Uh, uh, so I used to live in Noida and I, that night I had had a fight with the lady then in my life. So I had put my mobile phone on silent mode for the first time. When I woke up at three or something, there were like 32 missed calls from my office, which was crazy. And they said, we've been trying to call you the whole night. The crown prince has done this. And you have to get on the first flight. The, I missed the direct flight. So I went via Varanasi and reached earlier. But I reached a country where the army had no spokesperson because you're not supposed to speak to them. The royal family, who do you reach out? So there was a complete wall of silence. It was the biggest assignment of my life as a journalist. I was then with the Associated Press, the AP. And I was also at a, uh, like a, a bottom in my career. I mean, I was not feeling confident about myself, not feeling, you know, uh, like a good journalist. And suddenly there was this huge uh, opportunity. And uh, so I made a call to the, a number I found in the palace. And I said, look, I'm trying to do my work honestly and with integrity. The onus is on you to tell me the truth. So there was a silence and the person said, I've never heard that thing. I've never heard this one. This one. This is interesting. So he called me back after some time with all the... And I started breaking every possible story and I was being followed by the top media platforms. Came back, did that book. The third was an awful novel I did, which my, was my first called Once Upon a Time Zone. It was a call center novel. Uh, call centers had just come in and it was a, you know, whatever... I wish it wasn't my first book because it put me off novels for a long time. And then there was a, a book called uh, uh, The Absent State, uh, which was born out of uh, uh, travels in insurgency areas, which I did with Rahul Pandita and nine states. We had traveled to about 40, 50,000 kilometers. I did a book with my father, uh, the story of his very fascinating life called Dream Chasing. And then a couple of others edited ones. And then the Hindi books uh, started after my radio journey started when we started compiling uh, the books, uh, the stories we were doing in the form of books. So the Yachair series. So, so. You've not given the signal yet when I'm rambling. No, no, no. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm just getting engrossed in your conversation. And then I'm, you know, I'm just visualizing because I had... Uh, 
we had all read about it it was shocking right it was a shocking incident that happened and uh, one couldn't believe it you know it was like that so so when you were telling me that you were in nepal and i was visualizing what had happened because you know we had all seen it in the news and something that's fresh in my memory even today so i just got engrossed in the whole thing and i was thinking uh, uh i would someday obviously talk to you about what actually happened you know uh, no I, i think i've been privileged that as a journalist uh i've covered assignments that really shaped me changed my life made me a better human being i mean i was uh, what 21 22 uh, when i started uh, journalism and then uh, uh when i joined the ap in 1998 my first assignment was the nuclear tests uh of 1998 then uh, there was the super cyclone in orissa where i extensively traveled everywhere and then the kargil war uh in 1999 where i was there for uh, two months i was the last uh, reporter to leave along with uh, my colleague colleague and rival orko datta one of india's finest news photographers so we both left were the last to leave uh there were floods to report there were earthquakes there were there was this mid air collision between a south uh, south saudi arabian uh, plane and a russian plane and uh, in charki dadri haryana and, and went there in the middle of the night and it was strewn with limbs of passengers i mean i've seen horrible things and i think all of that gave me far more empathy than a lot of my colleagues it made me understand emotion like i i always tell people that i don't have a lot of knowledge but i have a lot of experience i've spoken to a lot of people and i'm a I'm a bloody good listener. I'm very proud of that. I can I I'm genuinely interested in listening to people and learning from I can sit on a park bench and talk to a stranger and be very interested in what he or she is saying. Um and I think all of that shaped me. All of that. When I started writing stories for radio in the first season I wrote all the stories myself. It was all that coming out my personal experiences but also lived experiences of other people and uh boy शायर का एक राइटर का पेट्रोल होता है तो वो चलता रहता है बट माई वॉट नैग्स मी नाउ इज कि वो पेट्रोल खत्म होता दिख रहा है क्योंकि जब गांव कनेक्शन शुरू किया तो Uh, you know people of your stature have seen it also that when as you rise in your hierarchies you stop doing the things for which you joined that profession in the first place you join advertising for the love of something but suddenly you know you are a managing director and you stop doing those things you came uh, you know for, to do in those professions for different things so i think my battle every morning uh, is every morning i remind myself that i haven't I want to be a reporter for Gaon Connection again. The same reporter who won the Ramnath Goenka Award uh, in 2012. I want to write stories for my show again. I used to write them in the first season. Now we've done like more than uh, I mean six seasons. So that's a challenge. But I'm happy that I that it still nags me. That's still not normalized. I've not compromised with not being able to do that. I something in me revolts. I try to eke out. 
that space every month every week to be able to insulate insulate myself and write you know because that's what i know the other things i have learned i don't know business development or i'm i'm a fairly good salesman now but it's something i had to te- learn to be to 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 keep my platforms alive nobody rambling alert you you had you have 107 people and you slowly slowly you're diversifying and uh, uh, tell me how has this last four months been for you since you're an entrepreneur and you're running this tight ship yeah so in march we were in a very good place we were i mean i'm talking about gaon connection it's only one of the ventures uh i'll tell you about the other ventures uh, in a bit uh i'm coming to that yeah we were in a good place uh, uh, profitable uh, turn profitable a uh, lot of deals signed up and then uh, slowly you know this uh, through march the murmur started and suddenly the calls happened ki nilesh bhai cancel karna padega kuch nahi ho raha so i, I mean in two days we were on our knees uh, and i had no idea what to do and it seemed like deja vu again because it's it reminded me of uh, that some of the toughest times that we had had um i think there's some i'm not religious in a structured sense but i i believe in some larger power and i do think that something happens when i'm down in the you know down something happens help comes from somewhere so suddenly we got information that we had won a global google competition that we had applied for and forgot forgotten the google news initiative uh, then we won another uh, sort of small grant from the omidyar network uh, then some uh, you know other uh, uh, deals pers- uh, uh, materialized so we were able to piece my biggest challenge was and i firstly i did a Uh, town hall uh, digitally with our entire team and i said hey this is it i mean we we'll, we'll have to i don't know i didn't want to mention the word layoffs or whatever but i didn't know what i what i would be able to do and many of them reached out and said you know please reduce our salaries it, i i think i'm very fortunate to have a team like that but then i could go back to them in literally 10 days and i said well there are no job cuts there are no salary cuts uh let's make this happen and i'm very proud that at a time when a lot of other colleagues in other organizations and sectors have gone through a lot of trouble uh none of uh, our colleagues went through that so but then of course the while we uh, survived through that we had to quickly reinvent we had to come up with new products uh, uh digitally we had to think in uh, you know different ways so that is currently happening it's working well for us if the next year is bad as well then there'll be something to worry about but i think we're sorted until about march or so so quick uh, uh, i'm sure things will get better i mean it has to it's uh, so i just think we all need to be hopeful i think we are somebody said we are all in the same uh, in different boats but in the same storm so yeah, i'm quickly coming back i've noticed that everything you've done okay you've written uh, you do a show called slow cafe you sell something called slow cookies you have uh, a slow moment then i saw something called slow experiences to so where 
and you do a show also this uh, you know home interview yeah interview with uh, so tell me where did this why do you use the word slow and where did the slow come from so uh uh as uh, i mean um pankaj tripathi the actor he was in lucknow shooting and i didn't know uh that he was or actually one step before that uh i built uh my home in my village uh, which is an hour from lucknow um i wanted to do it uh i i didn't know how engaged i would be or how much i would stay there but i wanted to do it out of a sense of guilt that i was not giving enough time to my parents school uh, which was their dream and you know their life's work so i said okay if if there's a room there uh i'll go there and if i go there i'll maybe solve some problems so we built like uh, three rooms there and then uh, one day my wife asked me um what's the name of this place and i took about 3 minutes and i said slow so the name of my home is uh, slow because that's the state of mind and that's how i feel i, I will invite you there uh, as soon as things ease i've seen a lot of interviews that you do there i mean so when people come to shoot in lucknow you take them home how does it happen yeah yeah they they have to come to my village uh, yeah so uh, so, so pankaj tripathi was shooting and i texted him saying i'm coming to bombay let's meet i'd never met him uh, he said main to aapke shehar mein hu main ka theek hai to gaon chalte hain kal so i drove him there and uh, there was no show nothing no plans we were so unprepared that there was one lapel mic between the two of us which i gave to him of course and there were two camera persons shooting and we were talking as i drove and then we reached the village and we spoke some more there and after he left i said ye to acha ho gaya and the good thing about running a startup uh, is that uh, you don't have to send mails to 10 people to get approvals so i said ye show bana dete hain so kyunki ye slow mein hua hai let's call it the slow interview and that was also that also defined the show that there's no you know rapid fire no it's it, it's a certain kind of conversation there's no expectation gap for anybody who comes that said we were i mean this was again one turning point because like when i started radio uh, it was about okay uh, telling uh, stories that were not titillating not sensational at prime time when we did journalism it was something similar in journal so the same thing when you're doing digital content the the common wisdom was that uh, do something snackable do you know because there's no you know and the, our first episode was 30 minutes we were very scared to put it out and uh, people said can we have some more so we put out a part 2 of pankaj and this were these were the same people who watched netflix and amazon and who Uh, the gurus tell us that they have you know very little attention span but i think that's been the graceful confidence that comes so then we started doing 45 minutes then 1 hour then 1 and a half hour interviews and suddenly we saw that we've had like more than 200 million minutes of watch time uh, i think last month it should be more now and um, suddenly the same amazon and netflix were calling us to say that hey can can you feature our guest um that was another moment of silent quiet victory for me that i was sitting in my village out you know in in the middle of nowhere and i was able to create content from there which was being watched by millions of people around the world uh, i was able to do it on my own terms 
And in a world that, on, that is algorithm driven, that is numbers driven, that only understands numbers, we were able to give numbers as well. But we didn't take a sponsor. Yeah. Gave a twist. So now we are going down the membership route uh, and we want to have members. So the slow interview, then, then the next step was uh, slow cookies because we said, let's come out with uh, food products which are in line with our philosophy. So one, on one side is Gao Connection, empowering the farmer. On the other is creating uh, things to audiences that are pure, that, are, that have integrity. So the promise of integrity that everything I do hopefully carries was with, and they, you know, people love them. Uh, so then I, I looked back and I spoke to a couple of friends uh, um, uh, in the investment, the corporate, and they said, you know, why don't you streamline this? And when I look back, I thought that everything I've done in my life is, there's one word that defines it, which is slow. I didn't call it that. My journalism, which was rooted, my radio storytelling, you know, the books, everything. That, that, so now uh, that's the umbrella. The umbrella is the slow movement. And we will be creating membership uh, program for the slow movement, maybe a rewards program also that you do good and you earn points. You give us proof of doing good. Uh, so you go to a, an elderly people's home and do storytelling once a week, you get X points and you get something in the real world. So maybe a you know box of cookies or get to be. Where did your inspiration come for telling stories? Because uh, to be very honest, a lot of people know you more because of your storytelling. Yeah. Than for Gaon Connection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or my journalism or the films or exactly. whatever. Yeah. Um, it happened. also. We can listen to their storytelling. Um, one line I wrote in my story that it's such a beautiful background uh, the editor of uh, HD Brunches, Poonam Saxena, my friend. I'm in Kashmir covering one of the state elections in a uh, remote town called Doda. When I get a call from her uh, saying, Tum bol rahe te, tumko likhna tha brunch ke liye. Ab likho, is baar 50 saal ho rahe durdarshan ke, tumhe cover story likhni mein. Ka bhaiya, mein Doda mein baitha hoon yaan pe. Mein khana nahi mil raha, story nahi mil raha, internet nahi mil raha, nothing doing. There's a deadline. So that night, I sat down and I started writing a piece reluctantly because the theme was 50 years of Doordarshan. But I realized I was talking about my own life. I was talking about that I am in Lakhnon नहीं 
वो टीवी होता था ट्रॉन का पुराना जिसमें खड़खड़ खड़खड़ करके डब्बा खुलता था और इंडिया वेस्टइंडीज के मैच होते थे तो तभी हमारे नाना जी क्योंकि टीवी के बगल में मंदिर था नाना जी वॉज वेरी वेरी स्ट्रिक्ट आ जाते थे और रूथलेसली विदाउट लुकिंग एट अस जो पीछे बैठे होते थे टक से टीवी बंद कर देते थे मैच इज अबाउट स्टार्ट श्रीकांत इज एट द्रीस एंड गावस्कर मैलकम मार्शल एंड माइकल होल्डिंग आर अबाउट टू बोल टीवी इज ऑफ पूजा हैपन्स पूजा की जो कोरियोग्राफी थी वो बड़ी सेट थी कि पहले भाई कृष्ण भगवान की रजाई हटाई जाएगी फिर हनुमान जी होंगे फिर शंकर जी होंगे तो हमें पता था कि जब हनुमान जी पे आए तो भी सात आठ मिनट बाकी हैं जब तक ये पूरी हुई पूजा की कोरियोग्राफी नाना जी गए टीवी खोला थ्री विकेट्स डाउन ट्वेंटी रन आई सोली रियलाइज आई वॉज रीलिविंग ऑल दैट इट वॉज अ वेरी ब्यूटिफुल एक्सपीरियंस एंड आई रिसीव so many responses to that from all kinds of people of all ages elderly people young people and i realized that nostalgia is completely untapped in the current creative space yeah speaking about nostalgia and uh, you know i listened to one or two of your uh, few of them no i wouldn't say one or two few of them and what i noticed and probably that's why you know i really connected to you in a way is uh, जित, जितने भी आपने बात कही है ना एंड आई कम फ्रॉम अ स्मॉल टाउन आई कम फ्रॉम रूरल बैकग्राउंड एज वेल सो आई कुड रिलेट टू लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स एंड दैट वी लिव्ड इट ओके इन द लास्ट टेलीग्राम टू टेलीफोन टू एस टी डी टू मतलब सब कुछ देखा है विलेज एंड यू केम टू अटी and then you've gone back yeah okay so antar kya hai abhi kya aap what are what's the difference now today if you have to choose between the two obviously you've chosen the village but but what's the difference what's the what's the learning what's what what's the transformation that you see that you can talk about and you can say it in hindi because i love listening to you in hindi dekhiye bhavnaye to wahi hai lekin unko vyakt karne ka tarika badal gaya hai pehle hum आप और हम किसी को चिट्ठी लिखते थे और 10 दिन इंतजार करते थे कि पोस्टमैन आएगा पोस्टमैन के आने का वक्त मुकर्र होता था मुझे तो पता होता था कि तीन बजे घर था त्रिवेणी नगर लखनऊ में वो मोड़ से दिखती थी उसकी पहले एक टायर दिखता था फिर पोस्टमैन दिखता था फिर पूरी साइकिल दिखती थी और मैं देखता रहता था क्योंकि किसी की चिट्ठी का इंतजार रहता था इंतजार आज भी वही है लेकिन अब वो ब्लूटेक बन गया है तो हम हम वही है लेकिन जो एक इमीडिएसी आ गई है रिश्तों का जो धीमी आंच पे पकना वो नहीं है रिश्तों का तुरंत बनना होता है ग्रेटिफिकेशन तुरंत चाहिए होता है और रिश्ते बनते बिगड़ते तुरंत है पहले सो मुझे लगता है कि कहीं ना कहीं जो औजार है जो टूल्स हैं वो बदले हैं उन्हीं चीजों को व्यक्त करने के लेकिन हमारे अंदर का डीएनए तो वही है और ये भी है कि मेरी जो यात्रा है वो ये बताती है कि हम शायद उतना बदले भी नहीं हैं क्योंकि अगर बदल गए होते तो रेडियो पर रात के नौ बजे देश के साठ शहरों में और न जाने कितने गांवों में लोग 
एक आदमी की कहानियां नहीं सुनना चाहते जब वो टीवी देख सकते हैं उस वक्त शॉपिंग मॉल जा सकते हैं मोबाइल देख सकते हैं और देखते भी होंगे बहुत से लोग लेकिन ये नहीं करना चाहते तो शायद हम शायद कहीं ना कहीं जो मेरी यात्रा रही उसने वो शहरों की जो धूल है उसको हटा दिया कुछ कुरेद दिया और हमारे अंदर जो था जो हम सब में था उसको उसको दिखा दिया वो इमोशंस वो इनविजिबल इमोशंस जो लाइक फ्रेंड वर्किंग न्यूज़पेपर शी सेड यार मेरा हस्बैंड है मेरे सामने तुम्हारी कहानियां सुनता ही नहीं है तो एक दिन मैंने देखा कि वो ड्राइव कर रहा है तुम्हारी कहानी आ रही है वो उधर उधर देख रहा है मैंने अचानक देखा उसकी आंख में आंसू है तो इसलिए नहीं सुनता है वो क्योंकि वो तो रोता है तुम्हें सुन के and i realized that india is a country of weepy men because you know because they don't get to cry they don't get to they, they live this facade and when i started one new season one of the first messages that came oh thank god sir i can cry alone now on my way back to work from work to wo antar hai kuch alag bhi hai lekin mitti wahi hai aur kahin na kahin meri jo yatra hai chahe gaon ke logon ko gaon कि फिर से याद दिलाने की चाहे कहानियों के जरिए छोटे शहरों से दोबारा जोड़ने की चाहे स्लो इंटरव्यूज के जरिए वो वहीं वापस जाती है जमीनी बिकॉज आई देर वॉज अ लाइन दैट फ्रेंड ऑफ माइंड साइड इन कॉलेज समटाइम्स इट्स गुड टू गो बैक टू वेर इट ऑल बिगैन आई थिंक दैट्स वॉट कॉन्स्टेंटली आई एम ट्राइंग टू डू थ्रू डिफरेंट एवेन्यूज ट्राइंग टू गो बैक वेर इट ऑल बिगैन सो यू रिटर्न स्क्रीन प्लेस फॉर Uh, yeah, I've I've done uh, Ekta Tiger and uh, Tiger, but I I I was not happy. Yeah, those were star-studded films. I want to write screenplays, but you know, also there's one thing. I interviewed Salim Sahab, uh, Salman Khan's father, and Salim Sahab, very Kamal ke admi hai, aur main unko bahut vakt se janta hu. Unhone ek baar ek baat kahi thi ki he used to play cricket. Uh, I'll I'll send you a link of that interview. It's a lovely interview. and he played until i think the district or state and then gave it up because he one day uh, saw mankad playing and he realized he can never be that good so i have a i have often assessed in my life if i'm doing journalism can i be the best journalist in the country and i told myself no if i'm writing films can i be the best story, uh, script writer no um you know if i'm presenting on tv can i be the best presenter no but if i'm narrating stories can i be the best maybe yes i think at some point one has to reassess our strengths very honestly very brutally and give up the lure the greed of many things i am greedy i'm extremely greedy to do new things and in a way i've now started saying it's my biggest you know curse that i keep thinking of new and big ideas which are all scalable and i don't have a team to you know i don't go around seeking funding i don't have a team to but they are all scalable if i start talking about those ideas but at some place i have to assess that what am i best at so so yeah script writing happened but not what i i want to just anything i do the only prism i have is positive social impact anything as a content creator you know as a rural uh, um, entrepreneur or even when i'm selling cookies the if am i serving that otherwise what's the use being an armchair journalist writing opinion pieces i don't want that so 
of all the things you've done, because you've done, your, what's your first love? Storytelling? Can I come to that? Answer? Yeah, I think, and I think storytelling is there in some form or the other in pretty much everything. When I've been writing lyrics, um, I always attempted to tell a story, to not just do rhyming, but to your, or books or... Which is the best work so, in lyrics, would you say? Which is your best work? Or what would you think? I think that's a tough one. Nobody's ever asked me that, but uh, I, that's a tough one. But maybe, maybe my work on radio because it's had a real impact on people's lives. And when I say real impact, people have said that, and thousands of people have said that their depression was healed because they heard our stories and of various ages. Students have said that they got better grades. Now, as a communicator, you, there can be no bigger privilege and honor and blessing that you become a part of your audience's day and they are able to change their lives or our work is able to change their lives in a real way, not just feeling good, but in a real way. Getting out of bad relationships because we listen to your stories. I mean, wow, what a blessing. So I think I would say that's like upfront. Great. I think we've covered quite a bit today and uh, thank you so much for being with us and uh, one day I'm going to do an interview with you only in Hindi and only but I think we've covered quite a bit and thank you so much for being here today. I want to ask you one question. You've written so many lyrics. You've done everything. Do you also sing? Uh, I'm not. Uh, trained, but uh, yes, occasionally. Before you go, can you give us two lines? Uh, sure. Uh, sing um, from this. I, uh, I can say I got Nilish Mishra to sing on my show. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm, by the way. You know this. <laughs> um, so, a uh, film called Barfi, where I wrote this song, I'm, I'm going to sing a few lines. Kyun <clears throat> चले टेढ़े मेढ़े से रस्तों पे नंगे पांव रे चल भटक लेना बावरे क्यों ना हम तुम फिरे जाके अलमस्त पहचानी राहों के परे चल भटक लेना बावरे इन टिमटिमाती निगाहों में इन चमचमाती अदाओं में लुके हुए छुपे हुए है क्या ख्याल बावरे क्यों थैंक यू सो मच यू कुडंट हैव एंडेड ऑन सच अ पॉजिटिव नोट थैंक यू निलेश थैंक यू सो मच थैंक यू राज एंड आई विल कनेक्ट विद यू एंड व्हेन ऑल दिस इज ओवर आई एम गोना कम टू स्लो ओह एक्सीलेंट थैंक यू वेरी मच बाय बाय थैंक यू थैंक्स फॉर लिसनिंग आई होप यू एंजॉयड दिस सोचकास्ट What is your search? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni soch, dunya ko sunao. Sochcast.